Thank you for coming to the podcast. Top Turtle MMA Podcast on FlowCombat.com is brought to you by one hell of a BJJ and MMA clothing brand. I, of course, am talking about ADK Fightwear. Is it time to get a new gi? Are you pissed because all the good ones cost 130 bucks? Let ADK take care of you. Their white face competition gi is now on sale for just 90 bucks. That's right, 90 bucks. And listeners to our show can get it for even cheaper. That's right. If you go to adkfightwear.com right now and use promo code TURTLE, that's T-U-R-T-L-E, all lowercase, you're going to score this high-quality, durable, comfy gi for just 72 bucks. I promise you, you will not find a gi that performs this well at this crazy low of a price. Head to adkfightwear.com right now, and you won't be sorry. ADK Fightwear brings you this episode of Top Turtle MMA Podcast on flowcombat.com, and it starts right now. Gumby bringing with Top Turtle MMA on FlowCombat.com, and today we have the pleasure of speaking to Jeff Neal, who fights Frank Camacho this weekend on the prelims of UFC 228. Jeff, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, Frank Camacho is the kind of guy who just comes out swinging in every fight. He's got a couple of fight of the night performances. How do you avoid being sucked into that kind of fight? Of uh, footwork, honestly, I just gotta make sure I have good footwork, good head movement. I honestly think he won't come into the fight as aggressive as he has in previous fights, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what his game plan is going to be. What is it that makes you think he won't uh, come out quite as aggressive before? Is is it like fear of losing his job at this point? I mean, he, he is exciting. Yeah, so. exactly. It, it's, it's, he's exciting, but I feel like his back's on the wall, so he has to try something. He 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 might come out with a different game, but I don't know. Maybe he's just going to stick to the same thing and hope, hope that it works, but... Uh, I feel like he might come out a little different. He might actually go for a takedown, try to keep me on the ground. I, but I, I honestly don't feel like he's going to come out too hard like he usually does. That's interesting, uh, especially because most of the people game planning for Camacho uh, see a completely different thing. You, you mentioned takedowns in there. Do you feel like uh, you have a wrestling advantage? Because, I mean, we've seen the wrestling that you've had in the past. Uh, wrestling advantage, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I train with bigger guys all the time. So if he does manage to get a takedown – he won't keep the position for that long. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned, too, your, your training partners, too, because Fortis MMA right now is definitely on the way up. You've got three fighters making their debut in 2018 and about to have two more, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. How crazy is how fast this all happened for your gym? I mean, it is crazy. Uh, I really haven't stopped to think about all the stuff that's going on around us, you know, because we all focus on getting a job done yeah we all got contracts and we're in the UFC whatever but we still have to uh produce results now that we have the spotlight on us yeah and, so and we'll we'll look yeah and, and, and you said you said in there too you you haven't really stopped to think about it because there's so many of you getting ready and stuff is has it been nice preparing for fights I mean you got a couple of teammates on this card as is roughly the same size as you uh -huh. is, is that something you usually get to do or is that sort of new now that the gym is taken off to it the extent that it is it's new as far as like having training partners, like two of them that are getting ready for a fight at the same exact time. Like that, that's new. And I love it because we're all focused. We're all in there, uh, being up on each other. And then we're, we're, uh, I'm watching them peak and I'm peaking at the same time. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and it's tricky. Cause I've talked to people like this before. I talked to a couple of lab fighters before the last card and they had three or four guys on that fight card. Uh, it's tricky because you it, you want to be able to watch him. 
What's it going to be like? I, I think you're the first of the... Are you the first of the, the first, three fighting? The first, the first fight. <laughs> yeah. First so, fight of the night. So if you're the first of the night, uh, is, is it your intention to get out there and get in a seat and, and start watching? Are you going to be backstage getting them warmed up after your fight? What's, what's sort of the plan for you? Uh, at, at, right after the fight, I'm like, once it's said and done, I'm going to make sure that my teammates are good to go, go into battle, and I'll celebrate and relax after, you know? Sounds good. You try to keep the, the focus and the morale of the locker room at a, where, where it should be. Mm, sounds good. And and so I, I want to talk a little bit more about your gym because I'm intrigued by the, the story and how quickly it has rise, risen. Uh, you know, a lot of famous coaches out there are good at different things. You know, Duke Rufus is kind of the striking guru. Fira Zahabi comes up with the super good game plans. I know Saif Saud uh, – is a is a hell of a coach. What what would you say is his biggest strength with you guys right now? His oh man, his he has so many strengths. His his biggest one is he holds us accountable for everything. You know, we ha- he makes sure we're at the gym. He he doesn't accept uh, half ass uh, performances when it comes to like training. He he just he makes it feel like an actual team. You know what I mean? There's there's no individuals. There's no people that just show up when they want to show up. There's no like random people coming in from other gyms getting cross training. You're either with us, you're not with us, and that's how it goes. I like that. I like that a lot. So speaking of your your team, one last question about that. You know, uh, we've seen five people uh, recently signed to the UFC off your team. Most of them off that contender series. Who do you think is the next uh-huh. big name that we see come out of uh, Fortis MMA uh, into the UFC? Oh, uh, there's there's two there's two that stick out to me. There's a uh, Ramiz, I can't I still don't know how to pronounce his uh, last name. He just uh, fought on Legacy uh, a couple of weeks ago. Fought a UFC vet and uh, yeah, yeah, Ramiz. And then uh, Miles John, that's another guy coming up. All right, certainly looking forward to those two. So I, I also noticed in doing a little digging right before we started this interview, it, it's your birthday this fight week, right? And at the time of taping, today yeah, it's is my birthday. Currently it's your my birthday, birthday today. Yeah, so, yeah, today's um, my birthday. <laughs> so t- today at the time of taping, and for those of you listening, maybe on delay here, it's it's Tuesday of fight week. W- what is it like training and getting ready for a fight, being on a diet during your birthday? What's maybe the worst part of all that? Honestly, honestly, I am used to it. I, there's been so many fights and things that happen like on my birthday. Like I've had fights like right after my birthday, like on the 29th. I've had one fight on my birthday on the 28th. I've had fights in like, you know what I mean, September, like this fight coming up. I'm really used to it for the past like eight years. I've really haven't had a birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So you're you're not like in that mode where you're constantly craving like birthday cake right around your birthday or anything like that? No, no, no. Uh-uh. I'm just focused (laughs) on the goal at hand. All right. So that goal at hand is Frank Camacho, and it's the uh, first fight of the night. Let's, uh, Let's get a quick prediction from you before we let you go. What's the prediction for when you step into the cage with Frank Camacho this Saturday? Um, I'm not going to make no predict- predictions what I'm going to do. I'm just going to see how the fight's going to go. It's either going to end in the first round or it's going to be a fight night, three-round war. All right. I like it either way. First-round finishes and fight of the night performances are what we look for. Uh, once again, fans at home, Jeff Neal fights Frank Camacho this weekend at UFC 228. Jeff, thank you again for the time. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you.
And that interview was, of course, brought to you by Sisu Mouthguards. If you've ever played a fo- sport that forces you to wear a mouthguard, you know how much it can suck. They're bulky, they make you feel like you can't breathe, and you got to take them out all the time. And then you're covered in sweat, and your hands are covered in drool. It's the worst. Not with Sisu. They have the first and only mouthguard that you can actually talk, you can actually breathe, and you can actually drink all without taking it out of your mouth. This thing is so comfy, you'll forget it's in there, and I know that that's that sounds crazy, but go to sisuguard.com right now and you'll see just how sane it is. Speaking of crazy, I am Daniel Gumby Freeland, joined by my crazy co-host, Shockwave Dave Tremonte. Dave, uh, there's Jeff Neal. What'd you think? Well, color me impressed on this man. I'm also very excited about Fortis MMA. I mean, this is a gym that's on the rise, is it not? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, the past two years of Contender Series, I think they've got five guys signed uh so to see that quick of a rise and and they're undefeated since being in the ufc those five guys so uh really really impressive group of young guys uh and and as he said in that that interview there's two or three more who are right on their heels too yeah and they're out of texas right for MMA, texas down yep so texas is quick becoming much like i would say for baseball, you always look to like California, Texas, Florida, the warm weather states. Now, obviously, MMA and indoor sport shouldn't matter as much, but big population to draw from and a couple of, you know, tougher than a $2 steak Texas boys learning MMA. I think that's something to look out for in the future. Texas could become, you know, one of the bigger hotbeds of MMA in the country, I would imagine. Yeah, and especially with LSA down there, you know, LSA, I'm not sure if they make their base technically out of Texas or Oklahoma or something like that, but LSA as an organization has done such a good job, and it was legacy before that, but they've done such a good job at, at like, getting the young talent ready for the big show uh, down there. So so a lot of props to them as well as, uh, obviously, gyms like Fortis MMA. Yep, nope, they are headquartered out of Houston, Texas, had the intern look it up. So you are right on with that. All right. Now, we, of course, want to move on to our combat countdown for the week. We threw this out to Twitter. You can follow our show at Top Turtle MMA. Always doing cool giveaways there. We just gave 10 people uh, autographs from UFC Lincoln fighters with our UFC Lincoln giveaway. We're like Oprah, baby. You get an autograph. You get an autograph. You get an autograph. And you're going to want to follow us at Top Turtle MMA on Twitter. Uh, but also because we'll throw out uh, ideas for combat countdowns, and we want to hear fans' opinions. So this is largely taken from responses that we grouped together and uh, put in an order that we thought was fitting for the top five MMA quotes of all time. So Gumby, this week's combat countdown is the top five MMA quotes of all time. Are you ready? Very ready. All right, let's go, and we'll kick it off with number five. One of my all-time favorite promos, uh, a man who comes from the pro wrestling world and seemingly just hops back and forth. We're, of course, talking about the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. And at UFC 100, after beating Frank Mir in their rematch, he had uh, some impassioned words. How did that go, Gumby? Ah, man, when when Brock Lesnar stepped into the cage and talked about uh, scorning the UFC's uh, sponsor Bud Light and instead repping Coors Light because they pay him. Uh, it, it was wild in, in, to, in a lot of ways. I think it led way to what we see now in, in MMA advertising and the fact that you can't like rep another brand while you're in the cage. You got, you know, Reebok and Monster and that's it. Uh, 
but you saw this thing where, where Bud Light wouldn't pay him. And on top of, you know, scorning the UFC's sponsor, uh, he also talked about getting on top of his wife. So what's better than that in an MMA cage? I'm going to go home, get on top of my wife, of course, his wife being Rena Mero, one of the all-time best-selling Playboy uh, cover uh, playmates uh, when that was such a thing before the internet really took off, I guess. Uh, but yeah, you know, just just hilarious. Uh, shuns the UFC sponsor, says he's going to go home, drink some Coors Light, and uh, get on top of his wife. Uh, just It's so fitting to be in the top five. I like where it's at at number five. All right, we'll move then to number four, and this one is quite historic, uh, and also somewhat fitting that we're moving from Brock Lesnar to the man who takes the place of number four, because they're really the two biggest pay-per-view draws in history. It's Brock, and it's our man Connor, and this was the quote that kicked it off. Uh, Gumby, what Connor quote made our list at number four? Well, there's a lot of good Connor quotes out there, but we chose, we're not here to take part, we're here to take over. And the reason why I love that quote so much from Connor McGregor as like an iconic MMA quote is when he said that, the world believed him. And it really was like the beginning of the trajectory of him fighting Floyd Mayweather and fighting Habib coming on and being a double champion. Like, it wasn't that he wasn't already a good fighter. It wasn't that he wasn't already a good salesman. When he said those words that Ireland was coming, instantly you were like, oh, shit, who else is coming from his gym? He's the greatest of all time. Um, so there was something about that, that speech that just roused up the fans. And, and let's look back, really, not a ton out of his gym after that, and yet we're still here gripping on every single word he says. Yeah, so I think I have to take this quote in two different ways. Uh, one, it's like you said, it's the most historic of his quotes. It's kind of what set the stage for Connor's rise. I think just on pound for pound, who the fuck is this guy? Probably caught on more in the mainstream. You probably yeah. see more memes about that. Uh, gang, uh, his quote about Nate, he makes gang signs with his right hand and balloon animals with his left. Probably his funniest line, I still to this day think he has a writer writing some of the shit, but we're not here to take part, we're here to take over the most historic. But you bring up a good point. Uh, the key word there is we are not here to take part. We are here to take over. He certainly did, but did the rest of Irish MMA reach those levels? Not yet, but maybe, he's certainly maybe, a pioneer. Maybe art of the, the goat. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll leave it on that. We go from one great trash talker to another, uh, kind of like 1A and 1B in my book. And number three, you have Chael Sonnen talking about Anderson Silva. What did he say to earn his place at number three, Gumby? Number three is Anderson Silva's, or uh, Chael Sonnen's, Anderson, you absolutely suck. Uh, because I, th I think after that first fight, everybody believed that Chael Sonnen was the man to beat Anderson Silva. His next performance, did it definitely make us want to see Shale versus Anderson again? Maybe not, because, uh, you know, like after that second fight, it wasn't super exciting. He said those words and everybody was sold on, on part two because uh, it was just the bad blood all again. You could hear the trash talk coming a mile away. Uh, and the, the second fight didn't deliver, but he sold himself into so many title shots over the years. And this is one of the first real big ones. Right. So he said that, I believe, after, because he lost Anderson Silva 
in August of 2010, then went on to beat Brian Stan and Michael Bisping. It was after one. It was after the Bisping fight, I believe, yep. right? Yeah. And then he went on in the rematch to lose to Silva in July of 2012. But historic nonetheless. We'll move on. And gosh, do I love this quote. We spoke about Connor earlier. Only fitting we bring up uh, his most high-profile loss in MMA, uh, and that being Nate Diaz. What did Nate Diaz say to earn his place on num- as number two? Nate Diaz said, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. And that is 100% Nate Diaz to the core. If you think back on all of the shit Nate Diaz has said, you absolutely positively couldn't create a top five list without including at least one Nate Diaz quote. I I was trying to put this list together, and I was having the worst time trying to make sure that I didn't put two or three Nate Diaz quotes. They're all on steroids. was real close to making it on the list, too. But I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. He literally shocked the world. As a huge underdog, very few people out there thinking that Nate Diaz was going to beat Conor McGregor, and especially not in the way that he did, by tagging him on the feet and then subbing him. Uh, And yet he's obviously not surprised. It's just the most Nate Diaz moment of all time. On a quotable athlete, it's his best quote. I love it. So let's rewind. Number five was Brock's Bud Light speech after UFC 100. He's going to go home and get on top of his wife. Classic Brock. Uh, Number four, the historic, we're not here to take part, we're here to take over by the quote machine himself, uh, Conor McGregor. Number three from uh, the the decade of the 2000s and early 2010s, before Conor came on the scene, Shale was your go-to answer for best MMA promo. He had the Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. Probably his most well-known line, but he had a ton of them that he lifted from pro wrestling and Muhammad Ali. Always funny, Chael Sonnen. Number two, just for the moment, for the magnitude, and just because he's Nate Diaz, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. But that leads us to number one, Gumby. What is our number one MMA quote of all time? Our number one quote is going to go to, to many people, the GOAT of MMA. And the GOAT of MMA quotes, that's George St. Pierre saying he is not impressed with your performance. Uh, to to Matt Hughes after Matt Hughes beat BJ Penn at UFC 63. It's just funny in so many different ways because George St. Pierre, bottom line, the like kindest, most soft-spoken, like mega champion in the history of the UFC. He comes out, tries to say the most honorable thing and also Google what he was wearing because it's just such great early 2000s garb there. Yeah, uh, was it, wait, I'm just going off the top of my head. Was he in, like, was it, like, a thermal with some sort of, like, 70s baseball shirt over it or something? Yeah, he looked, yeah, I want to say it looked sort of like a uh, 70s baseball shirt meets FUBU shirt. Yes, right, uh, right, right, right. Way right. too big. Like, So he, like, is the nerdiest guy in the history of MMA. He's trying to dress cool. And he's definitely not trying to trash talk, but it comes off that way. The whole crowd, like, gasps at GSP saying he's not impressed with your performance. And uh, it was an impressive performance. That's it was so other good. Thing. He fucking beat BJ Penn. So for, for so many reasons, uh, this quote just winds up being, like, the most iconic uh, UFC quote to me or MMA quote of all time. If you have the original UFC video game or the, the original one on – I want to say it was like GameCube or something. That that quote randomly plays in the background in between songs. 
That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I've heard interviews with GSP where I, he said two things very interesting about the early part of his career in those first few fights with Matt Hughes. He, of course, lost the first one, then won the next two. But in the first one, he couldn't even make eye contact with Matt Hughes. So it's interesting if you go back and watch that as I think it was, I'm assuming it was Big John McCarthy was the ref and he brought them to the center of the cage. GSP was so nervous and he was so in awe of Matt Hughes, he couldn't even look at him in the eye. And then the other thing he said was, when he thought he, he was doing what he thought he had to do to hype a fight. And I think he said he regrets saying, I'm not impressed with your performance because it him. was, it's just not him. Yeah. It wasn't natural. And uh, you know, the, the makers of that Android, the GSP Android did not program him to be disrespectful. They programmed <laughs> him to be a very polite robot. So let us know if you were impressed with our performance on this list at Top Turtle MMA on Twitter. We're accepting both love and hate feedback, and we'll throw out our next combat countdown, and we want to hear your feedback on that. So keep an eye for that, and keep an eye out for our next autograph giveaway. We are just making it rain autographs recently. We've had many happy followers, so give us a follow and don't miss that. Gumby, am I missing any house cleaning? Any people we have to thank? Anybody we need to, I don't know, give a shout-out to? Well, let's, of course, uh, thank Jeff Neal for coming on the show, as well as Flow Combat for having us each and every week. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsors, ADK Fightwear and Sisu Mouthguards, uh, for sponsoring the show and keeping the lights on in Top Turtle Studio. He is Daniel Gumby Vreeland. I am Shockwave Dave. This was Top Turtle MMA, and we will be back next week.